Welcome to the Well Let's Talk podcast. I'm your host, Anita Bellos. And I'm Priscilla Vivian. Join us for conversations on all things well-being. A safe space for reflection and learning. And good vibes. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the second episode of the Well Let's Talk podcast. Thank you so much for all your kind feedback, comments, and likes on our first episode. And we're so, so happy that you are all enjoying it. So I'm your host, Anita Bellos. And I'm your host, Priscilla Vivian. And join us again for a safe space for conversation, reflection, learning, and good vibes. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) So today we are so excited um, to be speaking about all things love. Um, It is February, the month of love, and Valentine's Day is slowly approaching. So we thought it would be a good time for us to have a conversation about love and cover all themes such as self-love, self-care, relationships, friendships, situationships, and our experiences in love. So, Priscilla... Yeah, um, I think we should kick it off with talking about what does love mean to us? Mm. Um, Thinking about that, um, the first word that came to my mind was grace, like just off the top (laughs) of my head. Um, And for me, like having grace in love is about compassion for self, compassion for others. And um, I think grace encompasses patience as well right. you know like forgiveness um and all of that because um human beings are really difficult you know absolutely um, i i don't think that we are we make it easy to love <laughs> so um it's a lot of mindset sort of challenges that we have to um overcome to be to see that human beings are difficult and that we cause each other so much pain, but to still have an open heart and to be willing to love, um, mm. requires so much grace. Yeah. So, so grace for me. Yeah. I, I love that. I think, um, a few of the things when I was kind of brainstorming, um, one thing that really stood out to me was it's humbling. Love is really humbling, um, mm-hmm. that someone else can look at all the different parts of you, the, the things that you don't like flaws and all, and just love you unconditionally. You know, I think sometimes when we think about love from our parents or a higher being, God, etc., that there's this mm-hmm. unconditional feeling of, of love when we, when we think about those kind of relationships, but you know, when we think about another human from another background, a completely different family, it's just really yeah. humbling um, to think, wow, this person really loves me, you know, for who I am. Um, yeah. And it's it's also humbling because they mirror all the things you like and don't like about yourself. And, you know, yeah. <laughs> sometimes yeah. you think, okay, I've, I've got this. I'm patient. You know, I'm kind. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm understanding. And then they show you these parts that make you humble yourself because also I feel our most intimate relationships, whether it be friendships, relationship Mm -hmm. with our parents or a significant other also, Mm -hmm. you know, trigger us at times. Um, So it's, it's humbling to see those parts of you that maybe you need to continue working on. And just also that aspect of feeling so loved, regardless of who you are too. It's it's a bit of a Mm -hmm. mind trip, but humbling is one of the first things that came to mind when I thought about love. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I really love what you said there because um, it reminded me of uh, a quote from Carl Jung, like one of the most famous psychologists. And he just talks about how everything that, you know, rubs us the wrong way about another person can teach us something about ourselves. And like everything is a mirror, like facts. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. exactly. So we thought we'd kind of speak about today also what has love taught us um, through our friendships and, and relationships too. So um, Priscilla, what has love taught you in the past few years or just throughout your life? Mm, yeah oh su- it's such a juicy and deep dive question <laughs> right <laughs> um, juicy that's what we're gonna give you on the world let's talk podcast <laughs> yes um I'm thinking about like it's funny because when you think about what has love taught me you you connect it to a person or an experience so the first person that came up for me was my daughter yeah. um and just resilience like love is resilient man um (laughs) so resilience is the one and even just on a very physical level like the process of like I had a major fear around childbirth putting it out there um and I was always I was not that type of person that were um thought I would have a child at the age that I did so I had her when I was um, 23. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always thought like, I'm going to be a mom in like my early thirties. Um, and then just the fear then around, okay, it's like the pregnancy is one part, but then you're like, I have to get this baby out of me. Like, right. how, how's it? <laughs> you know, so it was like a genuine fear, like, well, what are we going to do? Cause she needs to come out. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like just even the resilience that I built up through the process of having to be like, okay, this is what's happening. Um, and my mind just doing like a whole turnaround, like by the time it came to actually giving birth, it was like, this is beautiful. This is empowering. This is amazing. Mm. Like how how many women, you know, in the world and in my own lineage, like my mom, my grandparents, like it started to make me, um, view women in a different way. Like, wow went through this pain for me my grandma right. went through that for her, and like it just connects us in a deeper way and how resilient are our women like it just taught me the strength of a woman on another level so yeah you know like love is resilient um and and childbirth is then you know just one part of it it's everything that comes after that you know loving when you um have nothing you know we're loving on empty loving mm-hmm. when you have um, you know, your child needing to feed from you when you are just like, <laughs> you barely got it together. Um, but so you still have to physically poor. Right. So I feel like, um, it just teaches you to be resilient. And the only reason you're doing that is love. Right. Know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. that. Cause we always yeah. say love is patient. Love is kind, but love <laughs> is resilient. That is one to take. For. It, it, it really is. And kind of, as I was saying before it, it pushes you to see things that you never knew were in you. Um, Mm. And, you know, when you're speaking about childbirth and just being a mother, it's probably parts of you that you didn't know prior (laughs) as well. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I think on my side, actually, my, my relationship with love, um, I speak about kind of my, my background. So in terms of my family, I think there's been a lot of separation and divorce kind of within our lineage and only recently through a situation and a relationship with someone else, did I realize that I have this underlying subconscious feeling that 
love has separation in it a lot, you know? And I think that my parents have always shown me love and I've always felt so loved to the point where a lot of people actually think I've come in from a two parent household. And and I have, because I've got both of my parents in my life, thank God, but we have, we weren't all in the same house, you know? So there's always been with throughout my kind of um, family, there's incarceration, there's separation, there's divorce. Um, but mm-hmm. we all really love each other, you know, but I also think that that can sometimes come with, um, what's the word? Lack of boundaries. Um, mm-hmm. and <laughs> you know, lack of understanding mm-hmm. with certain things, having to split yourself between times, etc. Um, mm-hmm. and then it, it started to show my personality and how I viewed love started to show in a lot of my, um, relationships in my adult life through friendships and intimate relationships with significant others where I didn't have this feeling of things wouldn't last, but I, I think I had an underlying fear that I, I do a lot to feel validated, which I didn't know. Mm. I didn't really know that beforehand it kind of just came out where I'm doing a lot and I'm kind of burning myself self out for friends and relationships um yeah because I guess that's how I feel I need to be loved and that's kind of how I've seen um my family do it you know um because even through my my mum's side and my dad's side they had a lot of separation there too um and and I think recently what I've I've had to learn is that you actually don't have to do anything to be loved Mm you know, you are so infinitely loved. Um, and that has been one of the biggest in the past three years, I feel, um, that you, you are loved regardless of your flaws. You are loved regardless of your background and Mm. you can rest a little bit knowing that you are loved. I think before I used to feel like I had to do everything, um, to really be loved, you know? And and as, as I said, it wasn't really kind of at the forefront, but it Mm. was really underlying where I would always feel like I needed to be there for my friends, always feeling like I need to be there for a significant, like, and just at the expense of myself. Yeah. 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 No, yeah, that so, resonates deeply. Right? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's so important to be there for your friends and family, but not ever at the expense of yourself. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. Um, and I've yeah. had to learn that the hard way. And I, yeah. I learned that in some tough situations, but I'm so grateful um, that mm. I was able to learn it in love. And when I started to be more compassionate with myself through the process, um, mm. I've just viewed love so, so differently. And I've also seen that love comes in so many different ways and it's not this yeah. perfect fairy tale. It really, really isn't. Um, yeah. it's, it's what you make it. Mm. And it comes no. with that resilience and perseverance of, of knowing that no one's perfect and yeah. you deserve love regardless. Yeah. 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 I love that. It's, it's fitting in our worthiness and knowing that we are, we're worthy of love regardless and not having to like constantly hustle to mm. remind people oh, I'm here and I'm, this is what I'm doing for you. Or this is, you know, all the amazing things about me, but just sitting mm. in the, the reality of who you are and knowing that right. you are loved. Right. Yeah. Yeah. right. Absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. That just made me think of another thing as well. Like love is accountable. Like as mm-hmm. much as like, there's that inherent worthiness that we have, and then there's the actionable part. And I feel like the other day I just had this thought about some friendships that I've lost. Um, and I was like, you know what? You are a shit friend. Like there was a stage mm-hmm. in your life where you were a shit friend. Like mm-hmm. it is what it is. <laughs> Sorry to in, in terms of what your capacity to give at that time or. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I think. That's a really good question because if I look at it from where I am now, mm. I was doing the best with what I knew then. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I don't think at that point in time, I had the capacity to be accountable because I was literally thinking that this, this is what we do in friendship. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So giving, you know, younger me some self-compassion from that perspective, Absolutely. but just looking at it at face value, I was just like, it's, you know, it's clear why some of those friendships ended and it's not always, you know, mm. at that point in time, I would have been like, oh, it was this person and they did this to me. But now it's like stepping back and being able to say you were a shit friend, but mm. that's because you have the tools to be a good friend mm. um, and know better. Yeah. So mm. I think the, sometimes we can expect that because we know better now, um, people should automatically forgive us or that the relationship should continue or be repaired um, based off of who you are now. But actually it's like people are within their right to say, that's who you were then. You were a shit person to me. Mm. Um, mm. I'm going to stick with that version of you. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And I feel like um, going back to what you said about like, sometimes love is separation and love is letting go. Right. You know, and right. same with the, 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 the consequences of your actions as well. Right. Yeah. And it can be a, se- a seasonal thing. And I think even when I go mm-hmm. back to saying love is not just about fairy tales, um, yeah. every, every relationship um, or connection is there to mm-hmm. teach you something, you know? Um, and I can't remember which celebrity it was, but they'd posted something about, I think her and her partner had split up, um, mm-hmm. but they split up so amicably and everyone was really, really shocked. Um, mm-hmm. But I think they had so much self-awareness and compassion for each Mm -hmm. other that their respect levels um, in terms of their connection and what it was, was clearly Mm -hmm. shown by how they spoke about each other, you know, and I'm just learning that life is just so complicated and as cliche as it sounds, I feel like love just makes it that bit easier. So you know, if you meet someone that you connect with, because I think we always put complexities on matters of the heart. And I think if you meet someone that you genuine, genuinely connect with and it doesn't go the way that you feel it should go, whether it be a, you know, a friend or a significant other. Mm. And mm. of course, I'm not going to be, um, I'd be fake. Yeah. Because one thing about <laughs> me, I love the block button. <laughs> I love that block button so I'd be fake to say you're not going to be in your feelings when you lose a friend or you you know you lose a connection with a family member or significant other but once Mm -hmm. that once the dust settles and you really reflect on the moments that you had and the things that you shared Mm -hmm. just remember what you've learned you know in it and when I just go back to that whole topic of what have we learned I Mm -hmm. um I really learned how to love and be super, super vulnerable, um, Mm. in the past three years, you know, and I'm so, so grateful for that. Um, I'm really, really grateful for that because it just, it made me elevate even more just spiritually. And I think Mm. another thing actually that I've learned in the past few years is I had really, really low self-esteem and self-worth. I thought this person's too good for me, or, Mm. you know, I'm not good enough for this. And I didn't even know that was there. Mm. I did not even know that's there. So yeah, Yeah. I can be annoyed because maybe they've done Mm. certain things that triggered it. But I'm mm. so grateful for that person reflecting that on me, you know, yeah. because I, I didn't even know it was sitting there. It was underlying. And when I go back to mm. the whole thing about separation, I feel yeah. as though there was this subconscious thing of, oh, like marriage, it's not a thing where marriage doesn't work because I'm so grateful to have friends around me that have mm. beautiful marriages and, and family units. But underlying, when mm-hmm. I really looked at myself, I was like, actually, I have this feeling of, I'm not, I don't deserve to be married or I don't deserve this, you know? And I didn't even know it was there. 
So yeah. how could I not be grateful for a connection in love with someone that taught me that at that time? Huge. And that's Huge. major. Yeah. No, yeah. So yeah, I yeah. can be annoyed that things might have not gone my way or I feel like he didn't treat No, but actually the lesson learned from that mm. is, mm. is actually changed the rest of my life. Literally, mm. you know, mm. so I'm, I'm so grateful. And I think we sometimes have ignorance that relationships are going to work or they have to be a certain way. But what if it's just there to teach you something at that point in your life for you to elevate more? Mm. No, know? that's fact. Yeah. Yeah. It's so yeah. important to be able to take the gems um, from a situation that may feel negative or, you know, like can really trigger some deep and, and uncomfortable emotions. But to be able to sit there and say, I, I learned so much from this. I think that's yeah. self self to say I needed this lesson. Like, let me be real with myself. Yes. Yeah. So let's, let's be really honest with ourselves rather than having this toxic social media mm. way of men are trash and girls are city girls. And yeah, we have that banter, but it's actually <laughs> not funny. It's, it's yeah. not funny for us to mm. this, our generation like that, you know, when really, you know, people say we're kind of the generation of self healers. And I think mm. we have to really look at this lesson um, for our children and our children's children and the generation to come, because a family unit can breed so much love and joy and peace for the mm. rest of the world, you know? And again, not even just saying for a significant other, but even just with your family relationships um, and just going, to, well, not a bit off topic, but even when we think mm. about our relationship with our parents and sometimes we come out think, having this ideology that they have to be perfect. And actually, mm. no, that's not, no, that's not a fact. You know, they're also here to teach us things and we're here to teach them things too. Um, yeah. And when we get over this kind of ideology that everything's perfect and the blame game of I wish you would have done this and I wish you would have done that and actually sit back and think what did they go through in their childhood and how did they receive love and it takes a lot again as I say I'd be fake if I said (laughs) that I haven't been through the motions of that but what if you actually looked back and thought you know generationally Mm -hmm. our parents didn't have love in a certain Mm. way. So how that the fact that you were even able to love me, put a roof over my head, show me so much compassion, be at every assembly at school. I mean, how can I not (laughs) love, you know, how can I not love you for that? Even though you didn't have that yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And also I think like for a lot of us whose parents had us at the age we are now, when you just sit with that and you're like all the things that they were doing, you know, and, and the, the pounding, the posture and my toke and going to assembly every day and the house is full. Listen, I'm just like, I couldn't do 10% of that. I couldn't. Oh my gosh. We're out here worried about just like, you know, I'm having a breakdown if I break a nail, let's be honest. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind the house going to pop. I'm like, honey, the whole day needs to stop. Let's get it together. Um, So, you know, you have to give them their flowers, man. Yeah. Flowers on flowers. That's so interesting that you say that. Cause I think I realized that my mom, when I was on the mass, I was like, oh my gosh, my mom actually had me at 28. And I was like, hold hold, hold on. Hold on. When you really, yeah. as a woman as well, like my, yeah. my my females that are listening to this, when you really deep that, yeah, and then you look at where you're at, <laughs> you know, and I said love's humbling. Yeah. It's humbling because it's so humbling. Because I was like, yeah. I wasn't even doing half, you know, half of that. And okay, yeah. we all have our own journeys, but the fact yeah. that you were able to love me you know, mm. and, and have a roof over my head and make sure that I'm okay and make sure that I go to ballet 
at the age of 28. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so yeah, yeah, love in that capacity is um, magical. Honestly, it really, really is. And it takes a different sort of strength to, to provide that for your children. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I think magical is a perfect word. And mm. when we think about some of the barriers to love, is like, you know, when we are we're, we're lacking, our pot of love feels empty because we're just mm. running on empty. Right. And you think about some of the challenges that our parents came here with. You know, like for us, whose parents weren't born in this country. Mm. So not only are you in your twenties, you are a wife or a single parent. You have mm-hmm. a child or multiple children, and you've come to a foreign land. Um, you know, you're facing, you know, racism, starting a whole new career. And it's just like, and still you had some love left in your cup to pour out. Right. Like ma- magical. Yeah. It really, it really, really <laughs> yeah. is. It really, really is. Yeah. Oh, I think this has been a really good overview on like love in just every sort of different direction, um, from family to friends. Um, and a lot of sort of synchronicities in what we've both learned in our right. lesson. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, what I was going to say as well is, as I said, you know, Valentine's Day is coming up and there's all this yeah. banter, you know, Valentine is coming. <laughs> <laughs> all the oh, yes. Uh, that's definitely down with Valentine's Day, like this year. Okay, all the year before. I was trying to manifest it, but there must have been a block, you know, in the manifestation <laughs> this year. Um, what I was going to say is also, um, it might be nice for us to end um, and sh- kind of share how we show self-love for ourselves. So how do you kind of look after yourself in terms of self-love and, and self-care? When do you feel like you're just beaming with love and joy? Yeah, oh, such a good one. Um, I think I would summarize it as when I do what I said I was going to do, like my love language to myself is keeping promises. Wow. Um, yeah. So anytime I promise myself something and I don't do it, it's a bit of like, oh, kind of let yourself down. And it's not, not to kind of like berate myself or, and it doesn't have to be something major, like meeting a work deadline. It's just right. like, you were going to have a bubble bath tomorrow, like make time for that. And like, right. you know, do it because you deserve it, you know, right. and giving myself, that time I'm always you know banging on about mindfulness and I'm really really trying to cultivate a lifestyle that is um lived slowly Mm. um anyone who knows me knows that I'm just not I don't move quickly (laughs) I don't Mm. run fast I don't do anything quickly I'm just slow Mm. um and that's my nature and and I don't want to fight against um the way that I am that's what feels natural to me right so yeah loving me is taking time to be slow go for a slow walk mm. have a long bath listen to an album from beginning to end mm. um, yeah just sit with someone and have a deep conversation without any distractions just mm. really taking it in like all the details and all the juiciness yeah. yeah yes I love that that resonates so deeply and this wasn't even planned, guys. Like, this was not planned because <laughs> I actually feel like I am the total opposite in terms of, you know, I'm in the corporate world and they move fast. Mm. They move so fast. And I feel like 2020, 2020 to, to now, mm. although mm. the world's kind of slowed down, I feel like yeah. businesses are still trying to hustle the way that they did, if not more. 
now because of COVID. Mm. And what I'm finding as I'm getting older, because I've always been in in the corporate space and I never thought I would be again, back to self-worth and self-love. I actually never thought I was good enough to be in this space, but that will be another episode, everyone. (laughs) Uh, That's one for another episode because we could talk for hours, but um, just to condense it, that whole, uh, you know, people speak about soft life, but even um, just the piece of going a bit slower, and having mm. the the time and I think Janae Ayuko says it and I was trying to remember the the phrase but it's um the path of least resistance is yeah. is what yeah. I'm really trying to lean towards and that is me loving myself a bit more because I think this fast-paced life is just a bit too much and I love mm-hmm. that you said um when you were saying like a slow walk and people know you're slow I, I wonder whether I could challenge you and say it's, you're moving a bit more intentional than just slow <laughs> you know because when you're moving a bit slower you're able to be a bit more intentional mm. um and sometimes when you're moving too fast you just don't have the time to think yeah you don't yeah. have the time to think about what you're doing because you're just constantly trying to do something and meet a goal and do this and I'm really trying to take time and days for mm. myself and again yeah. maybe it's my subconscious that if I'm not doing something I don't feel valued or worth it and it's mm. that feeling has has lessened over the years for sure um just mm. because I've been forced to do that at times maybe it could be COVID but um mm. I am really trying to be a bit slower um, and take time, you know, to enjoy myself. I really love my own company. That's one thing that I've always, I always love my own company, but Mm -hmm. I think it's just being intentional on those days that I have to myself or the moments I have the hours, even if it's a couple of hours in the day in the morning, um, Mm. just taking time. I love lighting candles. I, I really, really love just lighting candles and setting the mood for myself um, and yeah. just not actually talking to anyone or doing anything and just being is where yeah. I feel most loved, you know, because I'm just in my, in my element with mm. God, with myself. And it's just about me. And it's not always yeah. about me when I'm out and about, it's about other people and goals and KPIs mm. and all of that stuff. So I'm really trying to do that and just, and just slow down and have a bit of a softer life. I don't need to always be hustling and bustling. So I think mm. I'm, for me this year, self-love really means taking it slower, taking yeah. it a lot slower and taking everything in because, you know, you, you meet all these things and because you're moving so fast, you don't actually take the time to appreciate the journey because mm-hmm. you just keep moving. So you're not slow, you're yeah. not slow enough to even think, Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. You miss everything, don't you? Yeah. You miss it yeah. because going too fast and you're not even, it's only at certain moments where you look back and take it all in. But I think you should be taking in life all the time all the time you know yeah um yeah no it's so interesting because we kind of got to the end and the way that we love on ourselves is very similar you know mm. and I don't know if it's an age thing where we're just like I need to sit my ass (laughs) slow down but um yeah I think also just coming from the same you know we grew up in South London and it's it's Mm. fast you know and I think you know, there's that. And then, as you said, the corporate world, it just, it makes you really realize that you can miss out on things. So you can, yeah. you can. Lots of people are going to resonate, I'm sure, um, in just needing to take a bit more time. Mm. Yes. So thank you so much. That was an amazing conversation. Thank you all for thank listening. You. Yes, yes, yes. Thanks for tuning in. And we hope that you are able to take some things from this. Um, mm-hmm. 
And to just sit with this episode, this Valentine's Day, and think about love outside of romantic love, you know, mm. and maybe reflect on how you can honor your own love language to yourself. Yes. Happy Love Yourself Day. Let's let's go with that one <laughs> over the Valentine's Day. Um, yes. Enjoy it if you are doing something special. And if mm. you don't have any specific plans, enjoy your own time. Enjoy loving on yourself. Sending you all the love and light people and look forward to speaking to you the next episode. Let's talk. Bye. Bye.